0: Hello and welcome to episode three of Movies My Wife Won't Watch. Welcome back. My name's Matt. I'm Andrea. And we're back. So the small talk segment we had last week, we think we're gonna make that a regular thing, so I'll toss it over to Andrea for small talk.
1: Small talk, small talk. So Matt, I had to I know I always have to preemptively give you these questions because you have removed all of your childhood memories so that you can have a bunch of trivia in your brain. Basically. So a couple days ago, I asked you, what is one of the most exciting movies you saw as a kid? Like you could not wait to go and see this one movie if there was something like that in your life.
0: No, you said memorable movie experience.
1: Well, I wanted it to be when you were a kid and you said you'd think about it. You have one as an adult, I know that. But do you ha- do you remember one from a kid, or is it the one from a, when you are an adult?
0: I honestly, I couldn't think of anything from when I was a kid.
1: That's because you need to know the names of all of the <laughs> band members for every single band in the yeah, 70s and 80s basically. instead.
0: But, but I do have the memory of when I was an adult.
1: I know. So, so tell the audience.
0: Well... It was really during Avengers Endgame, which was kind of the culmination of all the Avengers movies, all the Marvel movies, 22 movies, I think, and just the movie itself, knowing that it was the conclusion and just all of the uh, stuff that um, just happened during the movie and how exciting it was at the end. So it was really, really good experience. Well,
1: the build-up to that one, too, was good. We brought our daughter... And we actually splurged on the reclining seats, which were cheapskates. So we usually don't do that, but it was awesome. It was epic.
0: Yeah, the whole experience was great.
1: Yeah, mine was um, when I was a kid. I have a, I have two of them, but I'll give you one of them. Is it was E. T. Okay. That was one of the very few times that I actually my dad took us to a movie. I think it was just me and my little brother. I've got three brothers, but um, I think it was just my little brother, but my dad took us, and I thought that was really fun and special. I I cried a lot during that movie. Sad.
0: It's a bit of a tearjerker in spots.
1: It is. And that was Small Talk.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So this week's movie is Equilibrium from 2002. It's... It's a sci-fi movie, um, also kind of action thriller type stuff. So we'll just go ahead and we'll dive right into it. Do
1: it. Let's jump.
0: So it's set in the 21st century. It starts out with showing. Our um, century, right? (laughs) Right. So it it starts out showing clips of like um, war and.
1: Hmm, Good God, (laughs) y'all. What is it good for? Sorry. (laughs) I'm in rare form already. Too. Yes,
0: and like nuclear bombs and Stalin and Hitler and stuff like that. So, essentially, in the in the 21st century, the Third World War happens, mm-hmm. and they kind of realize, you know, why did this happen? And then they ended up creating this group of people called the Grammaton clerics.
1: So it was like um, genetic engineering.
0: no not necessarily no these are regular people okay gotcha so basically what they said is the source of man's inhumanity towards man is the ability to feel so they realize that as a person has emotions they have you know bad emotions that essentially causes them to drive to do horrible things like anger and create wars and Treat people horribly and stuff like that.
1: So their theology is completely <laughs> broken. So
0: these Grammaton clerics essentially are a group of like elite trained um, people that um, keep that in check, right? Mm-hmm. So the movie starts and there's two clerics that are working together. John Preston, who's played by Christian Bale.
1: Look he plays Laurie in Little Women. We'll have to talk about that one <laughs> day. Anyway, go ahead.
0: No, that, that would be a movie that I wouldn't watch. I know. That's um, another podcast. So, and then the other cleric is Errol Partridge, who's played by Sean Bean from Lord of the Rings fame.
1: One does not just walk into Mordor. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, they are going on a raid. Because basically what they do is they look for people that are Using emotion, essentially. How dare they? Yeah, and like go and they raid these people and they essentially capture them and then they incinerate them, <laughs> basically. because That they, is kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah. S- uh,
1: You're happy, you die. <laughs> Incinerated. Well, it's
0: just the human emotion, the feeling, right? So they go to this raid and they go in and they've got all of these like SWAT Soldiers that are like all completely geared up, and they go in and they call in the grammatons, who are like these the clerics, right? The two clerics that I just mentioned, right? Preston and Partridge, and in a partridge, he, he they're like they're they're in the room, you know, and he's like, okay, so these guys are like real clean cut, and they wear like these these black dark black suits. Mm-hmm. So he goes running, and he he like kind of karate kicks into the door and the door falls down and he slides into the room on the door and and the lights go out so the picture is completely black and it's silent and the people that are in the room are like you know what's going on and then all of a sudden he just starts shooting with these two pistols in like all kinds of different directions and it's a cool shot because the only light in the shot is the flashes Mm -hmm. from the gun. guns yeah. basically is this
1: um sean bean or Bale? this is Bale. okay
0: so he you know you see people kind of flying back into the darkness as they're getting shot and stuff like that so it, it's, it's kind of cool how, how they actually filmed it <clears throat> so then they they finish that and then they look around and try and find you know like what what was going on here and they um, go into this room and preston who's Bale. Um, says this is it so they pull away this carpet and they peel off this part of the floor mm-hmm. and there's all these paintings People. in there oh paintings yeah and on, yeah. I did not and on that. top of the paint the top of the stack is the mona lisa so, oh, so they like, hold oh. yeah so they hold this like scanner and they like scan it based on like you know
1: the emotions that it involves no no in so like <laughs>
0: To basically confirm it's the authentic painting. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like the oils and the age and all of this stuff and how it all comes together and like, yup, it's verified as authentic. And he just looks at it and he's like, burn it. So these two guys in like these fireproof suits come in and they just torch it with a flamethrower so the whole pile burns. And they walk out after that and Preston looks at Partridge and he says, um he sees that he's got a book stuffed in his pocket and he's like, Partridge does? Yeah. And he's like, why? It's the Bible. No, it's actually a book of poetry. Oh. And he's like, why do you have that? You you know, you should leave it here and they can, you know, collect it as evidence and log it into the system. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes stuff gets missed. So I'll take it down there myself Uh and I'll, I'll log it into the system. You you are a red flag. For it to be destroyed. So then it, they go back to the city and they, they, you know, do like a, a wide shot of the city. And the city is, I don't know if it's a city or a country. I'm assuming it's a city. And the name of the city is Libria. And there's all of these huge screens all over of this like face of this guy telling people about how, you know, emotions are, you know. Bad. Um, bad and how we need to do this for the good of the country. And it's got a real kind of, cold sterile you know everything is concrete and everybody's marching in kind of formation and walking in lines and stuff and you've got these armed soldiers that are walking along people as they walked on the street so
1: i have so many things i want to talk about in this movie but <laughs> yeah. i know you're telling the movie but i the whole way that they use language and Lib- libra it's libria is libria see, yeah. um Latin for free, right? For freedom.
0: You would know better than I would.
1: Oh, I know. Latin. Yay, homeschool. Um, So
0: so there's a lot of alternate meanings on this. Right. Well, it's not even just
1: the alternate meaning. It's the opposite meaning. And how often that happens in our culture today. You know?
0: Right. So essentially you know, this guy's talking about all of this and he says, it's the disease of human emotion. You know, all of this stuff kind of comes down to that. So every person has this device that holds all these vials of liquid and this liquid is called prosium.
1: It's the emotion.
0: And what they do is they're, they're called like intervals. They're called intervals and they basically inject it into their neck. And what that does is it kills... The emotion that you can experience as a human. Hmm. Um, so, if you were to do something like, you know, listen to music or, you know, look at a painting or read a book, anything that could, con- you know, you could experience emotion from, mm-hmm. you'd be, cr- um, you wouldn't have, you'd it. you'd be causing a, a a sense. It's called a sense offense. So, that would that's illegal, basically, what you're doing.
1: But so. But the stuff that you take is supposed to kill that. Like, if you yes, did see every, a painting, then you would be like, Oh, it's just a painting. Who cares? Right?
0: Yeah, because every, everybody's taking these intervals during, throughout the day where they're basically injecting themselves with this prosium. So, then if they didn't inject emotion, it, if
1: they didn't inject yes, it, that's then they when could like potentially a, start to feel emotion. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So, they go into this city and they go into this room, and you meet this guy called Vice Council DuPont. His name is DuPont. And he's kind of like the um, the second in command of this government. So the guy in command, his name is Father, and he's just this guy on the screen um, kind of talking about all this stuff. No one's it's sees him of, in person anymore because of, you know, the potential for assassination and stuff like mm-hmm.
1: that. It's kind of like 1984 in a Yeah, way.
0: it is kind of – it's got that kind of um, feel to it. Mm-hmm. So, so he – um, Preston goes down and you know he's like it's kind of weird that he had that book you know I'm going to go down to evidence and I'm going to see it if, to make sure that it got checked in so he reads off the stuff and he's like hey did this get checked into evidence and he's like you know no it, it did not I, I don't it's not in the list here. so he's, he's checking like, up on Partridge. Well, it just yeah so it just happened today you know it may not be in the logs and he's like no there's nothing here and he's like it should have been checked in by a cleric Partridge, and he's like, "Clerk Partridge hasn't been here in weeks," oh, and he's like, "Okay, shoot, what's going on trouble. here?" Right. So then, um he basically goes to track him down to find out where he is, and he goes in. So when you leave the city, you go into this place called the Nether, which is basically just like the outskirts, like kind no of, man's land. Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like the ghetto. Like it's it's outside of the confines of the city. And um, he finds him there, and he's reading a book. <gasps> he's reading this book of poetry. Dare you. And he's like, um, he actually quotes some of the um, poetry to him, and he the the quote that he says is, but I, being poor, have only my dreams. I've spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. Oh. And he's like, what are you doing you know he's like you shouldn't be doing this and he's like this is a cost i'm willing to pay so he he pulls the book up over his face and (gasps) bail or preston actually shoots him and kills him so then he goes and he you know he's taken in or whatever and
1: wait so he shoots him isn't he dead
0: yeah, he's dead. So they basically collect body? him. and they, So
1: Sean Bean is now not in the movie anymore. Yes, he's okay. dead. He did.
0: So he goes home that night and he, um, after he killed Partridge and he dreams of his wife and his wife actually committed a sense offense and she uh-huh. was captured and taken in and ultimately incinerated and, uh, so he gets up the next morning and he's kind of getting ready for work or whatever. And he takes out his interval to, and he puts it on the the counter mm-hmm. and he, he goes to put some water on his face to like wake up and he actually turns and he drops his interval Uh-oh. and it falls onto the ground. And he's like, you know what the heck? So his and son it breaks, I'm assuming. Yeah. it shatters. So he can't take it. And his son comes in and he's like, what are you doing? <sighs> and he's like, you know, I, I took my interval out before I brush my teeth with, I normally never do. And he's like, um, well, I'm going to, you know, let them know that you're going to come down to the equilibrium, which is where they dispense interval, uh-huh. and you're going to replace your dose.
1: The um, son be- says this yes. to the dad.
0: Yes. The son Holy says this moly. to the
1: dad. You don't tell me, son. <laughs> I'm a dad. So
0: he's like, yes. 'Cause he's meeting his new partner there. His name is Brandt, who's played by Tay Diggs. Oh, Tay Diggs. Yeah. So um so anyways, no He, ugly he people goes down movie. there and the place is like because of terrorist activity, mm-hmm. the that equilibrium where they dispense the interval is closed. Oh. so he's he's he doesn't actually go in and get his interval and then Brandt shows up and he's like, Wow, you're in and out already, you already got your interval. He's like, That was pretty quick. Normally you gotta wait a long time. And He's like, yeah. So then he gets in the car. He, lied. he gets in the car with them, and they go to Daddy. another raid. And they raid this house of this lady, and they walk in, and um, he grabs her, and he's like, you know, Preston grabs her, and he's like, you know, look at you, look at what you're doing, and, and he holds her into the mirror, and you can see he like gets this change in his face. He does, yeah. But they're like, the mirror has to be destroyed because the frame is not permitted. Because what? the frame of the primitives is all pretty. fancy. Oh, yeah, yeah, basically. So they pull the frame down and smash it and they, um, they start going through the house and they find this hidden room and it's basically, it's got all this fancy wallpaper and there's all of these like different colored lights and books and paintings and there's a record player there and he goes down there and, uh, you know, he's just looking around and stuff. And then he's kind of realizes, you know, what's going on. So he goes, he, she gets taken in. Her name is Mary O'Brien, this lady who gets Mary raided. O'Brien! So he goes home and he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he's just like, he sees the sun shining in, but all of the windows have like this white plastic film over it. So it's just like... Dull, yeah, like dull, like and foggy, yeah. So he he gets up and he just rips the film off and he sees the sun coming yeah. up and it's like raining out at the same time, and it which just kind of like you know it makes him have an emotion. Yeah, it makes him have an emotion basically. So then after that, he you know gets ready and they go on another raid. What and about
1: if, his equilibrium? What about his dose?
0: Well, he ends up putting his doses in behind the mirror of. His, um, he pulls the mirror out and there's like a hole in the wall yeah. in the bathroom and he puts his doses in there behind the mirror. So it looks like he's taking them, but he's he not actually. They're just starting to pile up behind the mirror so in his y- bathroom. So you
1: find this out before the sunset, before the sunrise? No, this
0: is after. Ah. Uh-huh. So they go on another raid and then they find another hidden room and he opens up the hidden room and it kind of looks like the first one that he raided. Well, down there he finds this record player and it's Beethoven. So he puts it on and he starts playing and he's listening to the record and he just starts to cry Wow! listening to it. So then they come out and Brant comes out with Preston and Preston's got a book in his pocket. (laughs) And Brant's like, why do you have that book in your pocket? (laughs) And he's like, you know, sometimes stuff gets missed, he says. So I'm going to... Take it into evidence and make sure it gets logged and and destroyed. He says, <laughs> which is funny because this is the same I was exact say, thing that that that, that makes Partridge you end up did. dead. So um, while he's there, he's looking around and he finds this ribbon um, that Mary had, and it's got like her perfume on it. And he puts it in his pocket and stuff. That's his wife, right? Yeah. No, that's Mary O'Brien as the one. Oh, Mary O'Brien. Raided. Yeah. His wife she's is dead,
1: is, right? Mary O'Brien's already dead. No, she's
0: locked up, but she's she's due to be incinerated. incinerated is so she she's like pretty?
1: Is she cute? Is she like his age or is she old? Because I hear Mary O'Brien and I think old lady. No,
0: she's not an old lady. She's probably in her 30s or 40s basically. Um, so then after this raid, this is the part I was, I briefly mentioned to you today. They go out and they hear all these dogs barking. Mm-hmm. And that's that can't happen like they don't have dogs because dogs can evoke emotion right, right? so they go in and all these dogs were saved by the oh. the people that they raided yeah so they're like we need to get rid of these so they go dog right now <laughs> they go and they basically just start executing them so oh, no. You hear a bang and then you hear the squealing and then no, you Yeah. I couldn't I so, would not be able to watch this movie. So oh. then um they're standing there and oh, this dog runs out and he's like, Oh one one got away and it runs up to Preston and it looks at him. It's a little Bernie's mountain dog no. and he he picks it up and he holds it up to his face and he's looking at it and he's like, The dog licks his face oh. <laughs> And I'm like, What? So and I've seen this movie before anyways, and I completely forgot about that part. But anyways, he's like, he goes to put him down. Like, he needs to go back in to basically be put down with the other (laughs) um, animals. And he's like, you know what? He's like, no, wait. And he grabs the dog, and he's like, we should check these dogs and make sure that they don't have disease, that they're not spreading through, through the other areas and stuff. So he takes it, and he walks away, and he puts it in the trunk of his car or whatever and then drives away um so the dog and so
1: what is tay Diggs doing now is he looking so he's he's yeah he looks at him a little
0: weird but he's like okay that kind of makes sense so you know we'll we'll let that go or whatever so then he goes back to the place um kind of the main area like in the government or whatever and he goes down and he's Partridge is actually there, but he's dead, so he hasn't actually been burned yet. But the guy brings out this stuff, and he's got like this is the rest of what was on him when he was, shot. you know, shot. So his remaining possessions or whatever. So he's looking at it, and he finds this picture, and the picture is of him and Mary O'Brien, Partridge and Mary O'Brien. Oh. So he realizes, I don't know if they were a couple. A couple? Or they were, you know, just friends or whatever. But on the back of the picture, it says freedom. So he mm-hmm. goes um, to this Libria. like interrogation room and he talks to Mary and he's like, you know, do you know this partridge? And she's like, why would I, you know, interact with the cleric basically because I'm a resistance person. Right. And he shows her the picture and he's like, oh, you know you know, what's, what's going on with this. And then he realizes that, um, that they were together. So he looks at this freedom and he realizes there's this place that's called like, um, I can't remember the, ag- the actual name, but it's like freedom something. So he's like, Oh, maybe this is it. So he goes down there and it's basically a place where they train. I think it's where they train new clerics because there's a teacher there and there's all these people sitting at these, the yeah. desk and he's like everybody out so Preston orders everybody out and he goes to the teacher and he's like tell me you know everything you know about Partridge and he's like I don't know what you're talking about and, and he grabs him he throws him down and he's like tell me what you know and he's like all I know is he comes in with this guy named Jürgen." he's like that's all that I know and he's like I don't, so he um, he he walks to the back of the room and he sees all these books and it says these can only be read or touched by the council and he's and he's like the in the yeah, yeah the yeah, training yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's like what's so he grabs the guy and he throws him at the books and it's actually like a false wall Oh. so the guy flies through and he goes in and he's looking around and it's like this old decrepit schoolhouse or whatever and then he hears talking behind him he turns around and this is Jurgen guy. And he's like, you know, we've been keeping our eye on you um, because he this is the guy that was friends with Partridge or whatever. And you find out that he's part of the resistance of the underground. Yeah.
1: So the resistance is actually training clerics.
0: No, no. That's just they used that building because he, Partridge is already a cleric and it was like a good cover kind of thing. But apparently huh. the guy who was – I guess the teacher knew what was going on, so I wasn't quite clear on that part. Um, but anyways,
1: we're gonna train you guys to be the resistance yeah. and then go out and kill yeah. everybody. So he, sense.
0: so Preston comes out and he ends up getting arrested, and he's taken to Dupont, and Dupont is like,
1: didn't they used to make pans, Dupont? <laughs> yeah, so
0: That's this what is I think this of. guy's name. So then he's like, like you know what's going on. It? Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm getting closer to the resistance. I'm trying to infiltrate them basically. So he lets him go. And then he, he realizes that Mary's going to get executed. So he goes and he talks to her in this interrogation room again. And while he's talking to her, he's got his watch on and his watch goes off, which is basically telling him that he needs to take his interval. Oh yeah. And she's like, Aren't you going to take your interval? Uh, and he just sits there and he doesn't do anything. And then she kind of reaches across the table and he reaches across the table and then they like kind of hold the hands for a second or whatever. And you can kind of see some of the emotion on his face, yeah, because he knows that she's going to be um, executed. Executed. So he goes back and he looks at some footage of the day that his wife was arrested and his wife was um, executed too, and he was actually there and he just showed no emotion. While he was, while his wife was being taken away to.
1: Well, wasn't he on interval at the time? Yeah,
0: he was. But that just wears on him that he didn't do anything. This
1: is the thing that, this is the thing that is going in my head is that how can people get married? Are they arranged marriages? Because I'm like, you have to love someone or even like someone. It's hard to you know, not have any emotion at all. Well, they
0: could have been together before this whole system was implemented. You yeah. Know, but after the, the that's World true. war. Right. Still, They don't really explain that, but yeah. it, it is a good question. So he realizes the mistake holes. that he made with his wife and he's like, I've got to stop this incineration of Mary. So he runs down to where the place where she's going to be executed and he gets there too late, and they close the door, and they're like, you got to open this door. I need to interrogate her or whatever. And, he's, and they're like, it's like too late. If we open the door, it's gonna, the furnaces are going to blow out into the city or something. So essentially, he watches her get dirt. burned, and she gets killed too. So he leaves, and he goes outside, which this kind of puzzles me because he's like, there's people walking around and stuff, yeah, and he just falls down, and he starts crying. Uh, arrest ground. this man, yeah. murder this man. I and mean, that's come exactly on. what happens. So Brant Brant shows up and he arrests him. Well, and, there you go. Uh, so someone oh, did arrest so, him. So, so one thing I forgot to mention is, at a previous raid, he was helping out some of the resistance people, trying to get them to get out oh, before yeah. they were yeah. attacked. Uh-huh. And. He they come to this point where he actually leads them into a room and Brant is there with all these SWAT guys and he's like oh thanks for leading him into this trap, so he's like you know what you should kill these guys. He so, said that to Preston or to to Preston and he doesn't want to kill them because he's off of his interval right now. right and he so he gives them his his gun and he's like here you should do this and he's like no you should do it and he hands the gun back to him and then they end up shooting all these resistance guys. So fast forward to where I just was after he gets arrested, he's taken in in front of DuPont and he's like, look, there's a cleric that is off of his interval and uh, you know, we're trying to figure out who this is. And he's like, you know what? He's like, it's unacceptable that this would even be happening. This is Preston talking. Oh yeah. And he's like, I brought him to you. And he, and he (gasps) looks him over at at Brant and Brant is like, he gives him like a double take. Like what the heck? He's like, you're the guy that's off the interval. You're crying in the streets. Well, what happened was he swapped guns because remember when he, he's like, you should do this. And he's like, no, you should do this. Well, they're like, they, so they spin this monitor on they're Like, well,
1: this is my these, gun. These it's,
0: guys were killed with this gun, and we think that that's gun. the cleric, and it was <gasps> his gun. And then he, the Brant pulls out the gun, and he sees that it's got Preston on the bottom of the gun. Uh-huh. So he knows that Preston took his gun and basically framed him. Uh, so he's like, no, no. So they grab him, and he walks him Can't you
1: just say, here, on the bottom of this, it says <laughs> Preston.
0: They don't believe him because they're like – We've we've shown that your gun is is the one that was used. Mm. So they take him away and he's like, I'm gonna bring the resistance to you, he says, you know, but um you know, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So they let him go and uh they realize that because Brandt wanted to have him arrested, they've gotta follow the rule of the law and they've gotta search his house. Ooh, so he knows book? that Good. he's got His interval stored behind his mirror in his house. So he runs home and he's like, You know, they've already started searching. These SWAT guys are saying, And they're like, Okay, that's great. So he goes in and he opens the mirror and all of his interval is gone. (gasps) Uh, And he turns around and his son is there. Oh, And he's like, Are you looking for this? And he holds it in his hand. He's got all the interval. And he's like, Um, yeah. He's like, yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, you know, how did you know? And he's like, you know, it's my job to to keep <gasps> oh keep an eye on you or whatever. And he's like, you too, he says. And then he realizes that yes. his son is not taking interval either. Oh. And he's like, how long has it been? And he's like, since mom. Oh, and wow. Because he's got a son and how, daughter.
1: How old is the son?
0: Probably like eight or nine something like that that
1: is a wise little son
0: yeah so he hides it and you know he doesn't um he doesn't uh tell the guys or whatever so he leaves and then kind of the next scene bale goes out and he meets up with jürgen and he he meets the resistance Mm. and the resistance gets captured because basically the whole resistance, all well, of the, resistance. the main people that are running it because he wants so you're again they develop this plan. yeah, they develop this plan that they they need to bring the resistance in so that he can meet the father and the fa- if he can take out the, <laughs> the father, father. Mm-hmm. then they can basically break the entire city of this grasp of this human emotion thing. you know yeah. they can just destroy everything. So they get arrested. he goes in way, to though. meet the father. And they're like, well, you know, he doesn't usually take audiences. You won't be able to have any weapons or anything. And he's like, you need to be tested first. So they hook him up to like this polygraph thing. Preston. Yeah. And they ask him about. um,
1: Why don't they just test his blood? To see if he's been taking this. They thing. could,
0: I suppose, they could have, but they don't. They but test that would not be a good. They tested the polygraph for human emotion, like when if he shows emotion Uh-oh. when they ask him questions, and they're like, "He's as
1: cold as ice."
0: How would you take a gone away from a cleric? And Brant leads in, and he's like, "You just ask him for it," and then he realize that Brant is is, is no Brandt is is not in trouble. <gasps> Like they realized that he's not dead because he
1: should be dead, right?
0: He should be, but he's not. So you realize the father on the screen says, you know, the only way that we knew that we could get close to the resistance was to have someone who was like the resistance. So we made it, you know, look like you got the better of Brandt when Uh, really you didn't mm. so that you would go back to the resistance. And then you find out that...
1: They played him. How dare they?
0: DuPont is actually the father. That the father died many, many years ago. And they just use his words. And they use the facade of the screen to relay that.
1: Which is why it doesn't work to take down the father. Because they're... What is it? It's like Hydra. You chop off one head, another grows. So
0: then there's this big, huge gunfight, which is awesome. Because they use this... Just the... They're trained in this thing called gunkata, which basically is. Ooh. Is
1: is that like rum chata?
0: When there is. That tastes no, like cinnamon toast? When there is um, a gunfight, they measure all the trajectories and all the angles of all the bullets from people, from the ones that you're all firing. The time? To the ones that the enemies are firing at you and they make it in such a way that you fire the perfect trajectories every single time that you fire. So you're trained in this in this in
1: gunshada. Yeah.
0: Gun kata it's called
1: whatever. Gun-kata. So
0: there's this (laughs) there's this gunfight and he takes all these guys out and he it's it's an awesome gunfight. You gotta watch it if you're into that kind of stuff. Um so then after that he's carrying these like um these long swords no these long (laughs) i get drawn a blank because it's basically like a long long sword like a japanese sword basically and samurai sword yeah samurai sword yes so he goes into the office where um dupont is and brant is there too and he's standing with him and then all of these guys step from behind these columns he ends up taking them all out with these with the samurai swords, like all these guys individually. And then Brant comes out and he's like, you know, mind the suit. He's like, I don't want it to get dirty or whatever. (laughs) So it's, which is hilarious because you think it's going to be this big, long fight and and it ends up being Preston grabbing this sword and like turning like three times, like slice, slice, slice. And one of them is like on, on his head. And you realize that he turns around and then he cuts his he, suit off of him. He falls to his, no, he falls <laughs> to his knees and the front half of his face just slides off Ew. <laughs> because he sliced his, the that reminds of
1: me of, um, want is it wanted? Oh, I don't know where she, like the, the chick with the, the blades on her feet where she slices somebody and like he stands up and all of a sudden his two, two halves just slide apart. No, that's Kingsman.
0: Apart. I think, isn't it? She's oh yes, yes, yes! Thank you, yeah. thank you. So King, he, King's so he man. kills Brand, and it's oh, just him and and um, um, Dupont basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like,
1: his face. I think Dupont
0: off. was a cleric too at one point because they start fighting and they're doing the same kind of moves and stuff. And then he ends up, you know, getting just the gun pointed at him, and he's like. He says to him, he says, tread softly because you...
1: (gasps) What about, wasn't that the
0: dreams? Yeah, you tread on my dreams or whatever. And he's like, that's a price I'm willing to pay, which is what Partridge said to him right before he shot him through the book. So he shoots the the DuPont guy. So he's dead and then he walks out and then he walks on this hallway of all of these screens that are broadcasting the father to everybody across the city. And he just takes them out one by one with his gun and then... All the resistance rises up outside and is fighting. And then he goes and he walks out to this window and he's watching all the resistance kind of fight all these like SWAT guys and stuff. And then they zoom in on his face and then he slowly starts to smile. And then that's <laughs> the end of the movie. <laughs> so like he's finally showing emotion kind right, of thing.
1: Right, right. The, so, whole, the whole movie he's deadpan except for the time where he falls to his knees.
0: Right, because he's, he's trying to convey that he's, right, right. Doesn't yeah, he doesn't have emotion. Yeah, he doesn't want to get caught. Right. Huh. So, yeah. So, um, hmm. is that a movie that you'd watch? Probably. Yeah, I
1: think it is a movie I'd watch. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, it's, I guess it depends, because the science fiction and all the gunfights and stuff, I wasn't sure if that was something you'd be interested well, in. Well,
1: we probably should clarify, too, a lot of times-
0: But you had a lot of
1: times. Yeah, a lot of times, they're movies I don't want to watch just because- I'm not in the mood. He's like, do you want to watch this movie? I'm like, no. But then you, you screen them for me and then I'm like, oh, that's. And then
0: we have talks like we have now.
1: (laughs) And then I end up watching, and then you end up watching them again.
0: So, last couple bits of trivia related to the movie. So, originally the drug prosium was named Librium, hence the term Mm -hmm. the people of Libria often referred to throughout the film. However, Librium turned out to be a registered trade name for the oh, anti-anxiety no. drug, chlorodiazepoxide. Mm. So they couldn't use, so they changed the name to prosium, a combination of Prozac yes. and Valium, yeah. which both have calming effects. Um, this takes place in 2072, the year 2072. Mm. The Tetragrammatron, which is the group of the Grammaton clerics, Yeah which actually translates to word with four letters, is actually a word used in Judaism in reference to the name of God, Y-H-W-H. Oh, Yahweh. Yeah, which I thought was interesting.
1: That is interesting. Well, they're trying to control everybody, right? Yeah. They're trying to create their own society, which when you go against God's design is not a good idea.
0: Yeah, and then the book that Partridge reads is by the poet Yeats, and Is it Yeats? Yeats, Y-E-A-T-S. Oh, that's, Ye- that's Yeats. Oh, it could be Yeats. But the quote, like I mentioned, but I being poor have only my dreams. I've spread my dreams under your feet tread yeah, that, softly because Yeats. you tread on my dreams. So yeah, that's Equilibrium.
1: That actually seemed like a good movie. I yeah, it was like really
0: it's interesting. It had that 1984 vibe with it. but
1: It's very uh, conducive for what's kind of going on today and everyone trying to shut is. everyone down. How dare you feel that way? You can't feel that way. You need to feel this way.
0: Right. What drew me to it was Christian Bale was in it, and I knew that they had gunfights in it, so that's <laughs> what drew me to it. But
1: your, your 80s, your inner the, child, your 80s inner child was like, oh, this is like Commando in went away. The, the
0: science fiction piece of it is what...
1: Well, it's a lot, it sounds a lot like The Matrix, which I have seen. And yeah, they're, very they're and that's
0: one of the things mentioned in another trivia thing is it's very reminiscent of The Matrix as well. So yeah, another I, great movie, which you've already seen.
1: Yes, I have seen a lot of great movies.
0: So, so that's it. That's episode yeah. three in a nutshell. Um, in thanks a nutshell. for listening as always. And we hope to see you back on the You're next welcome. episode.
1: You're welcome for listening. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.